Hello, podlings. Hello, podlings. Today we're talking about clothes. Clothes. <laughs> Costumes, outfits, but more specifically about... Uh, good old Queen Amidala's epic fucking wardrobe. <laughs> and the costume designer behind that masterpiece of... God, so much work that went into cloth. it. Cloth. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of cloth that a lot went of around. Cloth. <laughs> um, in honor of the 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones, an interview came out with Trish... So we decided to talk about it. Mm, enjoy. Podlings. Podlings. We had recently talked about the handmaidens of Naboo. Yes. The, <laughs> the very skilled handmaidens. Yeah. They're serious. Serious. And they got some skills. When we had first started writing down all of our ideas for our episodes, one of the episodes that I really wanted to do was something on Padme's wardrobe. Right. Yep. Okay. And with our lovely books that we've acquired, in some of them they talk about different pieces of her outfits and stuff. Not all of them, but it just found it really interesting. And of course, like in the prequels, her wardrobe was so fucking epic and crazy. So I was like, yeah. I need to know more. It felt like every scene... There was a costume change. Yes, there actually is. Pretty much every time you see her, she's in a different outfit. Anyways, because of Attack of the Clones has now, it's been 20 years. It's the 20th anniversary in which May. Which is wild, which is by wild. the way. <laughs> That's insane. I know. If that sounds weird, because then when I hear like 2002, I'm like, oh yeah, that wasn't that long ago. And then I'm like, 20 years. Like I can say, I was like in 20 grade... years ago. Yeah. That's weird. I was in grade two. That's so weird. Little, yeah, little scallywag. Little, little, little babe. I was a little, little babe. You weren't even looking at her costumes. No, I was focused on Jar Jar. Honestly, probably was at that point. Her fucking costumes, though, were epic. I loved them. It was they like are one wild. of my favorite things. Definitely, it was like, yeah. I want to be queen of Um, (laughs) I want hair like that. (laughs) I want a fucking headdress. (laughs) Make me this. Yes. They're pretty epic. So I came across this thing because there's all of this stuff coming out right now and sort of Star Wars sort of like acknowledging the 20 year anniversary. The costume designer, Trish Bigar, did an interview reflecting on what she had done with just costumes during the prequels. She's actually been with Star Wars for ages. Shout out to Trish. Shout out to Trish. Yeah, and it's crazy. So her hardest film, she said, was Attack of the Clones, number one, because this is where we get to see Queen Amidala, and this is where we get to meet her, yeah. and we get all of her get-ups. And yep. so, of course, like when you go from just Jedi robes, you know what I mean, to Queen Amidala's yeah. wardrobe, it's very different. Yeah, it's quite a contrast there. Yeah, so interesting. So she had originally, like, prior to Star Wars, done, like, theater and stuff, and she's worked on other films, and she worked on, like, Indiana Jones and shit like that. Oh, okay. Like, so other stuff. Yeah. Her passion prior to all of this was, like, theater and, like, history pieces, which Ooh, seeing yeah. that... Yeah, it kind of makes in. sense to what's happening. And, you know, obviously George Lucas took so much inspiration from history mm. that those wardrobes are pretty cool. Which we've talked about plenty of times. We have. I know. It's never ending. Saga. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. Before I jump too far in, mm. do you have any of her wardrobe outfits that you'd like to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> no, but something that, like, just thinking back, it was something that my my dad and I would always joke about is how how does she find the time to constantly change between yeah. each each scene, like, not each scene, but each time we see her, she's mm. always in something different. So she's always getting changed. And, yeah, we joked about that. And it's not just her. It's her handmaidens also wear oh, yeah, matchy outfits. They're not, like, they're exactly like her, but they're usually in some sort of cloak made of the same material yeah yeah you know? very coordinated very coordinated it's a lot it's part of the the theatrics of the royalty i guess hey 
something that I found really interesting is the inspiration for her specific outfits. Yeah. So when she's in the throne room, which is the first time that we get to meet her, and it's that white face, and it's got like Chinese imperial vibes it to does. it. The inspiration is from like Chinese royalty. Interesting. I didn't know. I I got the vibe that it was. Well, what I always thought was maybe it was based off like old British. Mm. Queens, like Queen, oh, maybe okay. Queen Elizabeth the First, or I can't remember. Which I can one. see where you'd see that from, like the cloak thing that she wears. Yeah. Then we get to her pre-Senate wardrobe, which looks like a Japanese kimono. Yes. So it's changed now her influence. <laughs> and then we get to her Senate when she's actually speaking to the Senate. Her Senate look is taken from Mongolian royalty. Then we get to see her in like the peasant outfit. If she was a peasant, she, this is what she'd this look like. This is what she'd look like, <laughs> yeah. So I would say that her most like famous outfits are the throne room outfit when we get to meet her. Mm -hmm. And then that battle outfit, which is yeah. every Halloween. I was going to say, it's like time. what it's everyone, yeah, everyone cosplays as it. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Fun fact about that outfit, actually. One of the costume designers that was under Trish is like hot, like hot gluing something to her belt on yeah. this costume. And it was literally right before that she needed to go on to film. And he got his hand stuck to it. Like the glues that he was using were like industrial sort of glue. And his hand got stuck to it and had to like off. cut off, cut oh off God. bits. But there was no blood, so it didn't matter. So there's a bit of his skin on her costume. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it was so, it's just random that's, um, information. That's, that's crazy. Very crazy. The throne room costume, though, is the most important. Which well, is? Which is the first one. That one? Yep. Yeah. Which is that, like, red ombre. And I think mm. that's also the sickest handmaiden. It's yeah. like... It's like fiery. Yes. Yeah. If, if, you, if Podlings, you can't think of which one it is, for some reason, it's that, <laughs> it's that shot where I think she's, like, looking out the window on Naboo. Mm. There's, like, that really... There's that one sort of iconic shot where she's looking out at Naboo and she's seeing the Trade Federation come in mm. and she's just looking out. I just see them in the room. I've only seen them in that room. And then she's got other like warrior dudes behind her. There's that too. I just, for some reason, think of that shot. That's so funny. And then we hear like Palpsy Boy say some sus shit in that scene. Oh yeah. Sus. He's like not saying he could do better, but he's so obviously implying that he yeah. would do a better job. And he is doing a better job. And she's like, I think maybe you could do a better job. And he's <laughs> like, oh, yes, I would. <laughs> we'll get back to Trish. Sorry, fangirling a little bit over Padme's costume. She did more costume than just that. One of her other missions was to devolve the Jedi robes. So from what we see in the original trilogy, she had to backwards evolve them. Right. Yes. Because, yeah, I see what you're saying. To this era... And she spent a lot of time with, you know, obviously Anakin and Obi-Wan's robes and mm. things like that, which is a fun fact. One of her favorite things, good old Trish, which I had actually had never even noticed. And when I think about it, I can't see it, but I've seen the concept art for it, mm. is one of her favorite things was getting to introduce women and children in the Tusken Raiders because they'd never existed before. So she created the costumes for them. And like the female Tuscan Raider has like a full head. You can only see like a, a slit. They don't have the googly eyes. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And they just have a full slit, and it's just a little bit more feminine, and the cloth is a little bit, like, uh, lighter colored. Right. Very different to how we see, I'm assuming there are some females in the Book of Boba Fett. That's what I mean, but apparently yeah. the females in they actually have the children look. dress differently than the males. Yeah, and they and we don't play. we don't see that in the Book of Boba Fett, actually. No, no, we don't. Because the children just dress like the men. The adults, yeah. It's, yeah. It's almost, I guess they could play it as like, oh, it's a different tribe. But yeah, you're right. Like in those originals, the one that the women and the children too that yes. got all slaughtered. Yeah, they all yes. had a slight, they had different looks, didn't they? They did. And the kids looked a little bit similar to the women where they had a full shield, face mm. shield type of thing. It's just a cloth. But yeah, yeah it, they just look a little bit cuter, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. cute little... Tuscan Raider babies. Covered in cloth mummy folks. <laughs> but I thought that was interesting because... It was something that she was stoked about. It's getting to introduce like part of this culture, become part of canon. She got to, yeah. I mean, not that fucking Queen Amidala's outfits aren't big enough, but <laughs> it was a big deal because of that scene. Yeah. Anakin going back. Because, and then yeah. she had to create women and children too. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, in the original, we only saw adults. Uh, men. Or men, sorry. Yeah. That were attacking Luke and that's sort of... That's it. That's all we see. That's all you get to see yeah. is like the warriors. She, of course, got to work on Boba Fett and Jango Fett's wardrobe. That's sick. Which is cool. And the first time that we get to see the underworld, so this is when we get to see Zam Wessel. And then oh, we get yeah. to see all of the people like on the streets of Coruscant and in that club. Which yeah. is a very different vibe the than... Death Sticks guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very different vibe than what we've seen before. Yeah, especially even just the difference between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, you never different. go into that underground area. No. I saw this fucking post and it was like a meme or whatever. And it was like, Star Wars is for children. And then they go to like the club scene. And if you actually look at their outfits, there's like a chick just in a thong and like a pink fishnet Oh, really? outfit. Yeah. And like that's it with like heels on. It's like very it's for stripper kids. vibes. Yeah. And it was like, it's for kids. And like Jeez. in the club scene, it's like not for this kids. This is not this is a this is an adult style wasn't Yeah. It's a naughty one. <laughs> that's funny. So she had originally a team while working on the prequels. She had a team of 60. George Lucas, while she was also working on like another film outside of Star Wars, she was working on Moulin Rouge. Actually, in Australia, which is fun. Oh, really? Yes, and because of the time frames, she ended up getting back super late because of this Moulin Rouge show or whatever. And the way that George wanted to film, he wanted to shoot it chronologically. And he wanted that the actors could all sit within the emotions. Yeah. Because a lot of the times, I'm sure that all, we all know this, that films are just shot, especially when you're shooting on different locations in different countries. Yeah. They're shot just as it is. You'd shoot everything in Italy in one spot, yeah. which is like all of the Nabu shit. You'd, you'd film all of the stuff in the States in whatever part that they're in. It saves money. It, yeah, yeah, 100%. But he didn't want to do it that way. So like it guess, fucked with yeah. the costumes a lot because she had to make oh, certain nice. amount of costumes, which was crazy because they had already planned some of the bigger costumes later on. Yeah. Changed her entire timeline. So they doubled her team to 120 that's a lot of people okay yeah i mean i don't i don't know what it's like to have a costume team but 120 people feels like a lot that's ridiculous especially when all of the jedi wear the same fucking outfit every day. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah when you look at it like that it's, it's they like... do anakin's in the same outfit the whole time sometimes takes oh, off his robe yeah sometimes I see what you're puts yeah. on his robe yeah. obi-wan's the same you know what i mean yep. so all of these people in the prequels all of these jedi are in the same outfits i guess it comes down to there's so many people that yeah. need costumes right true that it's a lot, and they all though. have to be different 
I couldn't imagine being on a costume at, like that size. And it's yeah. like it's different, I think, when you get like a new age movie, people can just rock up in clothes. When you're an extra, but you're an extra in Star Wars and you're a different fucking species, not only are you going through an entirely different wardrobe that looks nothing like anything we've seen, but also like prosthetics and shit. Like that's a lot of effort. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of effort. <sighs> no wonder George was like wanted everything to be CG. <laughs> yeah because it would save a lot of time on set it would especially for extras it's yeah. like that is actually this dude's actually fucking green and give him a horn you know what i mean like <laughs> do whatever the fuck you want yeah it'd be crazy i looked up the most expensive outfit because i wanted to know is it padme's one it's of padme's. padme's okay it's one of good old queen padme Odala's. um it's the throne room outfit oh okay it's over sixty thousand dollars usd and it took them <laughs> eight weeks to make yeah wow sixty thousand dollars usd for that one costume and i imagine some of that is like the labor but yeah. still like ugh. that's like a salary that's, an, that's a huge salary in the states yeah. Like a minimum wage salary is like $25,000. If anything has the budget though, it's Star Wars. That's insane. That's insane for one costume that took eight weeks to make. Wow. Yeah. And um, and it was like hand dyed, this ombre colors. Yeah. Crazy. It's very, very uh, in that vibe of royalty, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. My God. Imagine. I wonder if she got to keep the outfit. Because you know a lot of the times they get to keep it and they're fitted to her. Yeah. Actually, Ooh, maybe. <laughs> fun fact, sorry. Natalie Portman never got to actually wear that outfit because Keira Knightley oh. was Sabe, which is her decoy in that scene. So like Natalie Portman didn't get to wear the outfit <laughs> for Amidala, but Keira Knightley did. And that's that's actually hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's hilarious. Imagine your character's most expensive outfit. I wonder if she was annoyed. Although she probably got on to try on so many other yeah. dresses. She had more than 18 um, costumes in that. So fun fact. PB, I know that you're so interested, <laughs> is Queen Amidala's had 18 outfits during the prequels. So many. That means that there was 18 handmaiden outfits as well. And not 18, that's like, there's five hand, handmaiden. I can't do math. That's a lot. And that's... It's so, so many. many. Wow. Wait. Her wedding gown I found very interesting because when they actually go to Naboo, a lot of the Naboo stuff, especially in obviously the wedding scene and all of that stuff when her and Anakin are sort of bonding. My favorite part of the entire Star was The love story saga. Part. Yeah. I actually loved it. My- <laughs> <laughs> I had the biggest crush on Hayden Christensen like back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. I was just was too young for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason. He likes old girls. <laughs> yeah. He likes those cougars. <laughs> cougars. So it was all filmed... All of those scenes were filmed in Italy. Friends just went to Italy and they took a video of that building where they had fallen in love and That's got married. So what a vibe. Dope. Shout out to C-Dubs and Balake. That's so cool. Yeah, so cool. But her wedding outfit, which I actually fucking froth this idea, okay, <laughs> is that Trishy girl. She went out and got an old vintage, like secondhand Italian bedspread. Oh, really? A bedspread? A bedspread. And then used that to make her 
her dress. And then they didn't have quite enough for what they wanted, so they ended up just mimicking and matching the design. To extend it To extend it, to give it a couple more meters. Yeah, it was just pretty cool. That's cool. It's fucking bedspread. That's fun. What a vibe. And then her veil, it's like that, it looks like a doily. Yeah. And it technically is a doily. I don't know what the fuck a doily is. uh, It sounds like a a skateboard (laughs) trick. A doily? (laughs) When you do a doily. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't wait for you to find out what a doily is. It's like what grandmas have. It's like those lace. Oh yeah, things okay. that they put on all of the furniture. On everything. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like okay. a doily. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, so that's pretty much what it is. It's like a. <laughs> that doily's rad, Nan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh god. <laughs> Threw you off. Yes, that's what it is. Pretty much. So like she she went out to a secondhand store. Yeah, while they're in Italy. While they're in Italy, yeah. and that, and found fabric. That's cool. That's. Awesome. Imagine like George is like stoked because he doesn't have to buy like crazy expensive fabric because they bought a fucking blanket. They're just like, blanket. go to the fucking secondhand store over there. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Another fun fact. So they created a lot of her, they created all of her headdresses. Mm. Some of them were so heavy that they had to create pulley systems so that what? Natalie Portman didn't have to carry the weight on her head and neck. So it's they were like, too heavy. Ca- like attached to ropes and shit. Pulley systems. Oh my god. Oh, I see what you're saying. Relieve yeah. the weight from her head and neck. So elaborate. Yeah. So elaborate. You would think that some of them would just be made of like fucking cardboard and plastic and shit like yeah. that. That are like done well, up. Like a lot of them are fabric. legit. It's like metal. Yeah. If they're heavy enough for her head not to be able to carry it, it's insane. I guess there's a sense, a sense to that though, because yeah, you're making something so like so insanely aesthetic, yes, you know, yeah. royal, real, it comes across. <laughs> Even if it's not wearable, they'll make it wearable. Like, yeah, so that it looks cool. like sick. Yeah. It's so cool. Trish had said, though, we're friends now. Trish had said... <laughs> <laughs> Trisho. Good old Trish. She had said that doing the prequels was extremely difficult, including, like, well, Attack of the Clones, really, mm. because of the new age technology in, like, cinema, so the new cameras and mm. everything that they were using. Big fan of CGI. Yeah. That all of that technology had had an effect, especially the cameras. It was the first time that, like, costume designers had to take into account how fabric looks on screen. Translated to, On yes. a new, completely new technology. Yeah, because um, I have an episode about that's about something that happens in attack of the clones and it is the first film to be shot actually ever Mm. on digital and so yeah that must have been they've never had to do this before i even think of like is that why the outfits were so intricate is because this is like the first time that it's visible like really really visible yeah yeah because most likely imagine that a lot of costumes it's a bit janky you know what i mean like (laughs) oh you'll never turn around so the back doesn't really matter don't worry about it don't worry about it but like these are like so intricate and well done yeah and it makes sense because it's royalty from fantasy space movie you know so i don't have much to add add to that like that's not something (laughs) you're into no like it's interesting i just can't believe how many there are yes a lot insane Especially when you have to can take into account these handmaidens. <sighs> For every costume, there's another costume to make. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, fuck, you just don't... Re- and there's probably so many aspects of the movie that go into that amount of... That's why when you watch the credits, you're like, how fucking long are these credits? Because there are just so many people that work on everything. You just don't, you just don't realize, hey. That's just costume, too. Like, how yeah. many people in just costume? I'm impressed. In monies. Good old Trish. Good old Trish. Trish show.
fucking home dog Trish. <laughs> home dog. Home dog. <laughs> Killing it with the fucking needles, okay? Absolutely. Well, Podlings. Thank you for listening. We release episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, best way to contact us if you want to message us, slide into our DMs, is our Instagram, at Podlings Podcast. And we're on most of the other things, uh, most of the other social medias as well. And uh, don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen and leave a review if you can, because it's fucking sick. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Okay, thanks. Bye.